Jon Snow's chasing waterfalls Following Corrin over ice-licked stones Heyo, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man is your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series! And we're almost done with the Clash of Kings! Yo, I already read Bran's last chapter. I mean, oh, full spoiler, Bran's last chapter. Oh, if you've never joined us before. I'm Zach. This is Nate here next to me. I'm just so excited. He's already read Bran's chapter, apparently. And if you've already joined us before, you know we're full spoiler. And this is the warning at the top of the show. And Nate's a dumb fuck. Welcome if you're new. And also, we're full spoiler. If you don't like spoilers, go away now. If you're coming back, what's up? Thanks for coming back. I'm Nate. Zach just introduced me. You're finally. a mess. No, I was doing that intentionally. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, now that you're done being a jerk, if you joined us last episode, we were reading Tyrion's last chapter of Clash of Kings. And it was a doozy. Doozies. It was a short one, though. And so Tyrion woke... Well, he was in and out of consciousness as he survived the battle uh, of Blackwater. Thanks to Pod. Mm-hmm. My hero. You could be my hero, baby. I told... I was reversing it. They're just words. Are you gonna... No. <laughs> You're a terrible person. I didn't like that song. Um. Wow. Tyrion, yeah, was in and out of consciousness, woke up to... Um, unfamiliar maester taking care of him he didn't like that at all so he called for pod told pod to get a different maester maester franken and find Bronn. but we find out that Bronn had been made a lord or a knight a knight not a lord a lord a lord yeah knighted yeah. which you know and he was given wasn't he made the lord yet no he was My made bad. a knight he was knighted yeah My bad. he was made a knight so he's a sir yeah he's yeah. a sir and Tyrion says well find him and bring him and pod says hey okay and then Tyrion gets a look at his freshly maimed face, which he's now missing a good three quarters of his nose and a chunk of his lip. Yeah, it's all sewed all haphazardly up, and so and, he's a mess. Yeah, he's a mess, and he thinks that it must have been Cersei's doing. She wanted him to not return, and he tells Pod to tell no one of anything about Sir Mandon, that he's got a new game to play. And he also learned that his father is back and accepting his duties once more as Hand of the King, and so... That's where we left Tyrion. This right. episode, we are picking up with chapter. Yeah, and last chapter with John, I believe, was when he he had let Ygritte go, but yes. he was discussing that with Corin, and they were, you know, on the move. But then D- Johnny had a little dream, a mm-hmm. ghost dream, and he saw the all the the fucking wildlings. That's the word I'm looking for. Down in the milk water. Yeah, valley of the milk water. And they had giants, been, mammoths. Yeah, they'd been digging, and there was just a fuck ton of people. And so John explained that to the Night's Watch members that were with him, Corrin and crew, and they were like, yo. We gotta go. Duh fuck. And so they were all on board with the fact that John was a warg, and then they were caught by an eagle man. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. Squire Dalbridge stayed behind to hold the pass as they continued their Descent out of the frost fangs yeah, and having been seen trying by the to go fill in Mormont and what they've seen. And we pick up with John 8 with when Half Hand, the Half Hand commanded John to gather brush for a fire, John knew their end was near. As if you will recall, fellow loyal listeners, 
Corn Halfhand has been demanding no fires Yo, the entire time been they've been in the north. Very against them. Because fire is light and it draws things and Which is the opposite of the wildlings thinking, if we remember the right. wildlings. Fire said, no, keeps we need things the fire. away, yeah. And so they're very for the fire. And so John is thinking, yeah, if he wants fire and warmth, he knows that we're done. There's no sense in hiding. But it will be nice to be warm again. Fuck you. Yeah. John thinks hacking branches from a dead tree as Ghost sits watching, silent as ever. Of course. He's playing Sentinel a lot in this yeah. this chapter. And John wonders if ghosts will howl for him when he's dead. The way Summer howled for Bran when he fell. And he thinks also, will Shaggy Dog howl far off in Winterfell? Will Grey Wind in Nymeria, wherever they might be? That's cool. Um, was he... I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember he was told that lady was killed. It's not just some kind of weird inherent knowledge, mm-hmm. like in the letter mm-hmm. from like Ned or the somewhere they came from. Yeah. Um, that's that's some dark thinking, man, for a 14-year-old. I think he's maybe he's 16 at this point, but I always lose track of that. We'll get corrected by one of yeah, our wonderful listeners. Yeah, I think it's interesting if he's, that he's wondering if the wolves will mourn him more so than his brothers. Like, I almost think it's this... At this point, because he's now kind of familiarizing with the war. Right, are these more of Ghost's feelings than John's? I think it's kind of this bleeding over, which we'll see, you know, develop as John goes further, that that relationship between the two of them. I think part of it is he's so, when he's referring to them, he's also almost referring to Rickon, Bran. Right, yeah, yeah. Arya. Their counterparts. Right. So as John gets the first wisps of smoke and flames to begin rising, Corrin approaches him and just comments on the fire, saying, sometimes a man forgets how pretty a fire can be, yeah. as shy as a maid. And on John, a wedding night, yeah. John yes. wonders if Corrin has ever, you know, been with a maid, loved a maid, if he ever had a wedding himself. Now, Jon Snow, who knows nothing, the little guy here, he he just thinks it's odd to hear Corrin talking of these kinds of things in general. Yeah. Like, this is... Corrin's not one for talk in general to begin with, and now he's bringing up those kinds of things. Corrin knows he's at the end of his line there, Johnny boy. I think he's clearly been planning this since, like, the second that the fucking... I think this is why he brought John in in the very first place, was for something like this. I think Corrin went out into this mission knowing... Not maybe knowing that they were going to need to infiltrate, but knowing they need men capable of doing extraordinary things. And With he, his wolf he handpicked and... and then learned that John is compassionate. He won't just kill uh, you know, a captive just because because they can't feed him. He'd rather right. let them go. And so I think he slowly as especially since and their encounter at the Milkwater. I think that's John's specifically when he made the decision that this is kind of how it's I think going. it was when he found out John was a warg that he made the decision that John can infiltrate them. They will right. accept him as a warg because he that's special. is North. Right? They use that. They have wargs. They employ wargs. And we and need more information than we have right now. John is young enough. He's green enough to appear scared and easily Swayed, bent. Yeah. And, and, and I, unbent. I think it was... Right. When they left Squire Dalbridge behind, I think Corrin was already thinking about Eben is going to be going to inform Mormont right. and Stone Snake is going to help him for a bit. But John is sort of. Well, and that's where it actually it goes next anyway, is they kind of go into this cutaway where John starts revealing how the rest of them vanish. Yeah. We learn it's only these two left. And he had originally hoped that Squire Dalbridge would have been able to bottleneck them and keep the wildlings at bay at least long enough for them to get 
uh, escape, you yep. know. And that was not the case whatsoever. Yeah, a horn told them that Squire Dalbridge had fallen uh, and, very shortly after they had gotten out of the pass themselves. Yeah, and they saw the eagle a couple times that day, and then from that point on, at dawn and dusk at least, they'd see it every single day. And louder horn blasts behind them, though the wildlings keeping pace and essentially yeah. taunting them, just saying, like, We're coming, we're on you. And so that night, Corin, he made Eben ride back to Elzum, go to Mormont. Tell him, you know, what you can. We'll draw the pursuit away from him. And Evan's like, nah, dude. Send John. And this is, He can go just as quick as I can. He tells him, no, he has a different part to play. And he tries, but he's a boy. He's half a boy still. No, he's a man of the night's watch. He is a man of the night's watch. And I think he's saying that because he understands that John carries the Stark honor, Ned Stark's honor, and he's set his vows. He's of the North. He's he knows, got the wolf. He's got this yeah. crazy fucking connection with the wolf. He knows that he's going to honor those vows. And when he and again, at this point, I think he's kind of aware since since he discussed with John why he let you let go. And since the learning of him being a warg, he's like, no, I have to. He's got to kill me. Like, that's how we get what we need here. I have to or we need to have John get to. Them. Well, right. There's got to be a symbol of his loyalty, of his disservice to the Night's Watch and what better case than giving him a, a head that they want, a fucking, basically, a bounty a, that they want. A big one, Right, yeah. Corn yeah. Halfhand is a half-hand. menace to the wildlings, and so someone killing him is going to gain them big renown among the wildlings, regardless of who they are, and so that could be John's in. And, yeah, it's slowly the formula formulation of this plan yeah. where John doesn't realize it but Obviously. that's what we're being shown here is Corrin is coming up with this plan sending the other men off and accepting in his own hole. fate right and so yeah uh, Eben leaves to, to <clears throat> he, he, he realizes as the okay. moon rose right yeah he, he left with the and night. Stone Snake followed him to cover up the tracks as he was leaving and the three who remained set off to the southwest and after that night and day blurred together as one they stopped only long enough to stop uh, feed and water the horses and they were constantly watched by the eagle. Every dawn and every dusk, they saw it. No more than just a speck in the sky, but still watching them. And eventually, a shadow shadow cat came upon them one day, startling Stone Snake's horse, causing it to break a leg. Ghosts ate well that night, <laughs> and the half-hand insisted that they mix some of the blood horse with their porridge to keep the their horse's strength. The horse's blood? Some, what did I say? Blood horse. Blood, Jesus Christ. I even have it right in my notes. Some horse blood with their porridge to keep their strength up. Uh, each cut a dozen strips of raw stringy meat from the carcass and left the rest for the shadow cats. Yeah, and so... Oh, uh, no. Hold on. Okay. The mixing the blood in with Dude, the porridge... Jojen Pace. Is it Jojen Pace? Because this also felt very Dothraki to me with the horses So I thought about the, the horses, strength. too. That was something I was thinking. Or, it, like, so this is... Corin's response to the trees having eyes, the old powers waking. I don't think so at all, no. No? I think this this specifically is the horse blood will add proteins, nutrients that can be gained, the, you know, things that you can get into the porridge just for those that extra bit. I mean, maybe it's magically they, inclined. They, but... they just have meat there so like why you know why not well, just eat the meat and horse meat is not choke down disgusting blood 
Well, because they can use the nutrients to add to their porridge. That way they don't eat just the meat, and they he won't use fires to cook. Nah. Corrin so says magic's coming there. back. Everything is magic. Okay. Everything All is, right. ma- everything is magic. So. But having uh, no mount, Stone Snakes offers to lay in wait and surprise their pursuit. Maybe take a few of them to hell with me. And <clears throat> Halfhand refused that, saying that while on foot, Stone Snake can go over mountains that horses must go around, and no man is sure to survive the Frost Fangs better than Stone Snake. He tells him, make for the fist. Tell Mormont what John saw and how. Tell him that the old powers are waking, that he faces giants and wargs and worse. Tell him that the trees have eyes again. So we, all right, ladies and germs, <laughs> Nate and I have talked about this mildly, uh, as I was noting and getting excited, but we've heard all book that magic is coming back into the world, but all book it's come from slightly less than reliable sources, Zaro's own Doxus, Helene, Helene the, the Pyromancer, the Warlocks, the warlocks of Karth. This is Corrin Halfhand says shit, people. It has been shown to not bullshit. He... Picked these men for this mission knowing that every single one of them could die. And clearly every single one has served the purpose that he brought them along And been for. ready to die. Right. Stone Snake proved it by wanting to lay in wait for pursuit. Squire Dalbridge proved it by laying in pursuit. Eben proved it by wanting to not run and stick with Corrin right. and help, like, these were good men picked for a good mission. Corrin knows what is going on with the North, the with old power, like, and so he's got knowledge. He had knowledge. He's at least attuned, or has seen, or has felt. Corrin so, is half hands. Corrin is half hands. Corrin is cold hand. No, because then he regrows his hand. No, no, no. All right, he but is half hand. Corrin <laughs> is now the most reliable person we have, saying magic has come back yeah, that's into the world, and. Tell Mormont, like, the North is fucking popping again, bruh. Like, fuck us. And, like, especially with him saying, you know, the trees have eyes again. They're, like, they're seeing. The old powers, um, yeah. And we've got your, you know, Rickon looking through the tree, talking to John in the dream, all that shit, like, and he's specifically noting that, but it's wild, dude. So, I lost my place. John thinks that he has no chance as Stone Snake disappears a small speck on the mountains over in the distance. <clears throat> and, God, like, That's... that line more than anything really just cemented, like, how, what, like, he is a speck. Like, he's got so far to go. The old powers are waking. They've got wildlings on their ass. Others. Others out there. Shadow cats. Yeah, like, like you name it. He he does it. What chance does he have? Like, one man against the wildness of the North. And, like, I really liked that Martin's just slipped in that. What seems like a very pessimistic line, but I think is actually just more realism. Like, he doesn't, he's on, he's on foot. He, He can't really move quick. Yeah, he can go over mountains and shit, but... Yeah, mm. he's, he's got a ways to go. Each night after that seemed colder than the night before, and John could always, while Ghost wasn't always with them, John could always sense his nearness and was glad for it. Corin didn't make the best riding companion. So, since they called it out, like Corin and called him the warg and all that shit, 
do you think his third eye has opened more? Like I he's think he's accepting and embracing. I don't know it? if it's acceptance yet. I think there's still the stigma of skin change. So maybe it's. But more, I think it's he's aware. He's of it. attempt. He's, he's like, kind of prodding. There with could it be and... some. There is something there. There's a connection, and now it's opening up a little more. And he's like, "Yeah, ghost is." So you, I think about you think fifteen that feet. Like, that was that always way. there. He could I think have it could have. He been. just didn't. Now that he he's wasn't aware of it, of it. now he knows what that. Whereas before it was, you know, my feelings toward Barrick, where you know he has to look at me while he's eating his food for confirmation and protection that no one's coming at his food and i of course think that means that he is my doting darling boy and i take his loves me but that's just you know our connection john i think was thinking of it like that like a dog like a pet and now he's like wait we have like a warg thing going yeah you're like and so now he's just yeah i've got my spidey sense attuned to ghost and i know where he is my ghost tracker is pinging hard. He's and only, he was right thrilled there. for that, because that at least gave him, like, he wasn't so alone. Yeah, because Corrin... Corrin is a sh- pretty shitty traveling Yeah, companion. he's pretty quiet. He's But, again, this is John's naivety. Like, Corrin is prepping for death here. Like, he's looking at if there's any possible... Like, I don't think he's just decided, oh, I'm going to die. No, 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 he's, he's looking for outs. He's right. trying to find the best place to make their stand, how it has to happen. He's got to set that stage Right, if that's what's got to happen. And he does. He's, he's heading for the falls, where he knows yeah. they will be, be able to bottleneck them. So they won't be able to just want like, Come flank, in and sweep like, over. There will, he's forcing a conversation. Right. It's not just sweep over and kill the crows. It's... We have to talk and give John the chance to infiltrate. Right. And so John, each time he slept, didn't dream, not of wolves or his brothers. And he thinks that even dreams cannot live up Yeah, there. what a sweet line. Yeah, that's pretty foreboding. Yeah. Like, there's no, I don't no know. It just No, it just feels like there's no, like, up here, you don't, you don't get a chance to see what's happening like you don't get a chance to get a glimpse ahead and see what's up like you're in it you it's happening you're living in the now right like you don't you're not privy to seeing what's gonna happen because i think in the north there is no solid it is going to happen it's ever changing because that's where the powers seem to be stirring right and so i think it's there's no visions to be had about the north yet because the north is so volatile and active and waking right now that yeah, no, there's yeah. nothing to be seen, John. I and I you're think... too far north of the wall to see any other wolves. Because well, I think uh, it's any more your brothers or sisters, or I think there's a disconnect there now with him and the others, and Ghost and the others, because they're north of that wall of magic. So I think there's interference; they can't feel them, and so I think that's part of the isolation John's feeling is a little cut off, and I think that has to do with being north of the wall. See, I think that the lack of uh, dreaming is more from just the exhaustion here. Because he does dream again here in a little bit when they're locked away in the caves and shit. Right, in a weird split cave that seems oddly... Yeah, maybe it's super magical or anti-magical. Something odd. It almost feels like... I don't know. uh, Do you think the waterfall cleansed them? It it just feels like an olive branch. Like, the north... Here's this little oasis. Like a room of requirement type thing. Yeah, like if you have the need and are of the north type thing, like you can make use of the land. And like the wildlings do it all the time. And they're completely aware of this, obviously, is how they they get through there. But yeah, so um, where did I lose my spot at? The dreaming. Yeah, even dreams cannot live. Oh, yeah. So he asked John um, 
for the first time as in this they chapter chill around their fire, yeah. If his sword is sharp. And John tells him, My sword's Valyrian steel. Lord Mar- like I thought of Drago Malfoy from yeah, yeah, the Harry yeah. Potter musical. It's Valyrian steel. My sword's magic. Oh. Mormont gave it to me, haven't you heard? Like fuck you, John. Yeah. Is your sword sharp, Jon Snow, Ooh. is one of my favorite lines in the entire fucking series. Because it's Corrin half-hand wanting a quick, Don't clean, make me suffer, bro. A quick clean death. Dude, half into that blade. You keep, a, you keep an edge on that thing, man, because it's, it's got to go through my neck or my heart or something. So it's fucking amazingly impactful when, especially on a first read-through, when you think oh, he's yeah. just, you know... Are, are you are ready you, to fight? Yeah, are you ready for the fucking battle that's coming? Cause Wildlings, we're man. We're taking a stand, him. yeah. And he asks John if he remembers the words of his vow, and John says he does. They're not ones he's like to forget. They change your life forever. And Corrin says, say them with me again, Jon Snow. And John if says... If you like. If, if you wish. And it says, together their voices blended as one beneath the rising moon, while ghosts listened and the mountains bore witness. There's no sound but the fire when they are done. And John holds tight to the words in his head, praying to his father's gods to give him strength to die bravely. It won't be long now, he thinks. Even their horses aren't going to be able to last much longer. So, this image, man, of these two... Saying their fucking words. What I think is cool about this is, and I think this is the most important part, because um, he, John will, when Corrin broaches the topic of him going to the wildlings, he panics and he's like, you'll tell everybody, you know, mm-hmm, all that, mm-hmm. that they're not who need to know, right. you know, let Mormont find out. Right. He's going to die soon anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Full yeah. spoiler. Right. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mormont yeah. gets stabbed in the back. Yeah. And like, so it doesn't matter who knows. The mountains bore witness, though. The north. The north sees what you're doing. John and Corrin know. John and Corrin. And, like, like, and that's it. Is here Corrin is just reconstituting that. You know, this is what we're here to do. We're, we're, We're here to die for this job. Nothing in our lives is too significant to give up in service of this. This is what we're here to do. And it's... I mean, with that, with Benjen being gone, like, and this is my own headcanon, I don't give a fuck, but, like, who better to serve as, you know, temporary Yo, first just, ranger than Corrin Halfhand? And I so, just saw this meme that was a list of, it was, like, Jon Snow, and it said father figures, yeah. and just the list of, like, Ned Stark, Rhaegar Targaryen, Old Bear, Old Bear and then Corrin could be on there, yeah. or Benjen. Well, like, like Corrin, it, it, like... They're they're having such a, a ranger moment. Oh, I mean, absolutely! This, this moment this of is a fear. Training moment. The wildlings yeah. are coming down on us. It's just us two. Let's say our vows and be ready to face death together. But a different kind of death. John's death, Corin's actual death, but John's death is a brother of the Night's Watch for an interim period, and then you know you'll come back and you'll have to fill them in, but. Yeah, it's such a great fucking. Yeah. So next, he says that he he hopes he prays that his father's gods will let him die bravely. Yeah, I, John thinks there's yeah. gonna be a fight, and I think that's cool the way you said that he's gonna be dying as a brother of the Night's Watch, mm-hmm. and the North is watching, and the yeah, Wildlings yeah. are men of the North. Right, like they're the North. I think absolutely approves of. You know the the wildlings, and that's important that John lives with them uh, and accepts them, and still maintains his brother and of his, the Night's yeah, Watch vows, yeah. and everything. But 
Um, the flames. I, I just yeah, like yeah. that they always bring up Ned in general when the word brave is used yeah. because of his quote that the only time you can be brave is when you're afraid. Right. And so this is right here. And for John, what what a worse fucking thing to have to do than to forsake your vows fakely fake forsaking your vows to get information. So Ned Stark. And then attempt to, right, he's living the same Without lie like, that yeah. Ned is, but pretend no, yeah. yeah, and it's fucking beautiful symmetry. But the flames were low by the time they were done, the warmth fading, and Halfhand says that the fire will go out soon, but if the wall should ever fall, all the fires will go out. And John's like, okay, Boomer, I don't really know what to <laughs> say to that. Uh... Yeah, right. And, and John says that he's not afraid to die, and it's only a half lie when he says it. Yeah, and Corrin comes at him. He says, you know, we we might not. We might live. We might escape. Or not. But that's, yeah, John's like, well, I'm not scared to die. And he's like, yeah, but that's not that's not it, what I'm saying. It may not be that easy. If we are taken, you must yield. And John's <gasps> like, yield? And it's just the visible confusion meme of like, uh, huh? And Cor- uh, John says that. They only spare Oathbreakers, those who will join them, those like Mance Raider, and you. And John's like, no, never. I won't. I swear it. He <laughs> commands him. What a great, like, he knows this kid. He knows him. I command you. And John's like, command? Are you a man of the Night's Watch? Yes, but If we are taken, you will go over to them, as the girl you captured urged. You must not balk whatever is asked of you. But in your heart, remember who? Ride with them, eat with them, fight with them, for as long as it takes, and watch. And John's like, watch for what? And Corrin's like, would that I fucking knew, dog. Like, But they were digging in the milk water, as you and your wolf saw. What did they seek? Did they find it? This is what you must learn before returning to Old Bear and your brothers. Yeah. And so there you go, John. New mission. Your mission log was updated. Nice, you got a yeah. new main story quest. New story quest. You, and John's like, I'll do what I must. Yeah. This is, if that's what I have to do. But you'll tell them, right? Like, you'll, you'll tell them I kept my vows, right? Like, the, I'm not really a traitor. You'll you'll tell them, right? Corn Halfhand's eyes were lost in pools of shadows across the fire. When next I see him, I swear it. Now more wood for the fire. I want it bright and hot. You know nothing, John Snow. You know nothing, John. He's Dude. never seeing Old Bear again. And what a what a way to fucking say Next it. Next time like, I see him, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Like And he'll know by is then. Is there right, is there like some afterlife where Corin was like, Yo, John was true. John was true to us. Like, he was a true like, man. Like, yeah. He handled and some it's, shit. And Bear's oh, like, nice. Yeah, I knew it. Nice. I knew it. I knew that sword yeah. was well placed. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's so... Uh, fucking corn half him. Damn, dude. Abruptly, he tells John that there's enough wood. Now we ride. Well, yeah, because he, uh, he makes him... He made him go and collect wood. We haven't, I don't think we mentioned that. I did. Oh, yeah. oh my bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says he wants to fire bright and hot. Oh, yeah. And, right. and yeah, abruptly tells John after he's fed it enough that there's enough. Now we ride. And John's like, well, oh, well. back. Back the way we came. And so with the on- only the moonlight to guide them, they do. They ride. And he doesn't know what Halfhand has in mind, but perhaps it's chance and he hopes so, because he doesn't want to play the Oathbreaker, even for yeah. a good reason. Yeah, because Corrin does say, you know, we I want to use the fire that we just built up nice and bright to draw them 
and hope that they think we just kept going from there. Yep. And we're going the opposite direction. They'll go right past us. See ya. Good goodbye. John doesn't want to play the Oathbreaker, even for good reason. Neither did Ned Stark, sir. Just, you know. Not at all. So they come upon a narrow defile where they had watered the horses earlier that day. And they enter earlier, a few days earlier. Yeah, yeah. And they entered, following the stream to its source, a l- tall, twisting waterfall. But John immediately freaks because the waterfall is surrounded by cliffs. And he's like, there's no way the fuck out of here. We're fucked if they come. Right. And so, half hands, like, whatevs. And rides over ice slick stones and vanished right under and behind the waterfall because he's a badass. And of course, there's a fucking secret waterfall path of in the course north. There like, is. And that's actually, like we were saying, like. Almost that room of requirement. Right. Like you need to have some kind of knowledge, which we'll get into, uh, I think, after our small council right now. Yeah. So, yeah, we won't even let John get into the no, super fuck you, dope John. Sit room. out in the cold for And a we're going to shoot over to the small council, and we will be ba- back with you. Welcome to the small council, where we give you our contact methods, socials, all that cool stuff. Hell yeah. We also like to read in... Read write-ins. That was I was going too fast there. And so for those wonderful fans that like to send us messages, comment, talk, things like that, we right. also like to mention them. And so I just wanted to give an email that was sent in to us from our old friend Gigi. She says, hi, Nate and Zach. Long time since I wrote in. Almost a year. Holy shit. Damn. But just wanted to check back in with you both and say hello and thanks for the work you guys do in keeping up this podcast. Always love the topics and discussions you bring up. It makes for a really rich reread experience. Got a little distracted with life in quarantine, so I'm doing some catch-up on the episodes right now. Therefore, no inductee because I'm too far behind, but when I catch up, I'll definitely write them in. Hope you've been well and taking care of yourselves. Gigi. Thank you when you do get to this episode, which, you know, is an exciting time because it's as we're wrapping up this last book, the last few chapters of the book. Yeah. Um, thanks. We appreciate you writing in. We're doing better than we were last week and hopefully better even still next week. Yeah. So we hope you're well, especially with all the quarantining stuff. Hopefully it was. We appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Uh, we're really glad that people enjoy listening to us just spout off stupid shit that, that we'd be yelling at each other. Well, we're just hanging out anyway. Yeah, so. man. So <laughs> glad you guys are part of the discussion. We also, uh, you you guys asked and sort of demanded, and Nate very quickly answered, we do have some merch available. You can grab some T-shirts uh, on www.tpublic.com slash brotherhood without manners. There is a... Uh, Underscore? Dash in between oh, brotherhood without and... A uh, little hyphen, thank you. Between brotherhood without and manners. and Or you can just go to... Yeah, public I'll, and, and I'll probably be putting the link in the show notes right. from now on. If as you well, want to so. grab a shirt, uh, we've got some of uh, Nate's, some good quotes, Garrett, Cold Hands thing, yeah. and Renly Rage, and just some Brotherhood Without Manners. We've Stop also got it. face masks, stickers. Yeah, on there you can get just about anything. Face <clears throat> so mask, stickers, uh, there's that. Magnets. Check that out if you guys just want to support us and maybe you know show us show us off on a t-shirt. That'd yeah, be sweet. A way to show off um, to your friends that you listen to two intelligent brothers who like to bicker like bitches. And obviously, you guys have noticed that our schedule has changed. We made that announcement as well. So. Yes. Our episodes are Tuesdays, now Tuesdays and Fridays. Fridays. Just a quick reminder to keep that in your fourth round. If you want to write us in, you can do so many ways. Email where Gigi wrote in yes. is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at mannerswithout, which is also the Instagram. Zach is on Twitter at carstark92. Mm-hmm. We have the Facebook group. 
facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast and our patreon patreon.com slash i always mix this one up without manners yeah and we love you guys thanks we'll let you get back to the last john 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 chapter of clash of kings oh boy here we go bye corin is your sword sharp john snow We're back. Jon Snow's chasing waterfalls, following Corrin over ice-licked stones. So Jon enters the waterfall behind Corrin. You're welcome. That was magnificent. And the cavern wow. opens up and turns to soft stand, uh, sand. And behind, my favorite moment of the chapter, a little ghost comes jumping through, <laughs> bursts through, and shakes off. And Looking all aggravated. Yeah, like, it seems all I annoyed. I love it. And so, uh, yeah, it's a cozy little spot in here. Like, yeah, hell yeah, You Corrin. know, if you weren't being run down by wildlings, but right. what can you do? And uh, Corrin says that... When he was John's age, he had heard tale of some rangers that had taken shelter in these, or uh, a ranger who had followed a shadow cat. He said cat. a brother. A brother. A brother who had, and now. Well, he always, like, brother is his. I know, but I really want to. What you going to do, brother? No, I don't think it's <laughs> oh, quite yeah, Hulk Hogan. Okay. I was going to say, because uh, I mentioned it before the small council, this almost gives us, like, we, we mentioned it, I think, a couple chapters ago. Or episodes ago, where we don't really know when Corrin joined, right. or why, whether he was some kind of a lord, or if he was, you know, a criminal. What what happened? He's saying brother about this guy when he was John's age, again, fourteen to sixteen, because I still haven't looked up how old he actually is at the moment here. But he's an old veteran of the Night's Watch at this point, so he's been in the Night's Watch that long. Yeah. And I just thought that was interesting, and this is something that he heard about. I wonder if he's visited this specifically ever before. Oh, I think so. And because otherwise, like he heard about this a long fucking time ago, right? And remembered that fucking like, like not to the ranger could be fucking Benjamin Stark. Like it, it's true. There's, there's very so, true. It's so crazy what it could be. I think the the brother thing Cold too hands. is mainly to reinforce to John like. Brother, brother, we're brothers. Your brothers, like he, you're he doing this when for you your get brothers. back to your brothers, right? And when right. You, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all this brotherly Night's Watch talk. Because remember what the fuck we're here for. But he tells him that there's a way through the heart of these mountains, and we'll press on come the dawn if they haven't found us. I'll take the first watch, and he goes and settles against the wall and draws his long sword and begins to sharpen it. And so Ghost stretches out beside John as he takes off his wet cloak, but there's no point in stripping down to the rest because it's too cold. cold there, yeah. So John wonders about the fire that they had left burning and if it had gone out by now and just thinks if the wall should fall, all fires will go out. And eventually he does fall asleep. And with it came nightmares. Dreams. And so I, I want to comment back on my previous comment about how dreams exist up here because... Now they're in the mythical cave. I don't that, and I don't necessarily think this is just a regular dream. The Rat King. Is I think giving this him is green dreams with right, some. The Rat stuff. King's giving him dream dreams because he grit. You know they're fine. Well, like in all seriousness, it's one of the secret little pool caves that yeah, he definitely. grit finds, and right. like, <clears throat> is there is there magic to him? Feels kind of like it, but yeah. So he dreams of burning castles and dead men rising unquiet from their graves. Is he dreaming of Winterfell? Yes. He is he dreaming of, like, his brothers rising out of the crypts? I, I, I don't know if it's that. I think the dead men rising is meant to, like, Othor, that type of stuff. I think 
could be two unrelated things. So I, was... I think Winterfell is burning. Yes, it could be in a like alluding to Bran and Rickon coming from the That's crypts. That's what I was thinking. But personally. I also think it's meant to be like no, think of Othor. So yeah, I, I think either it's two different things that he's seeing. So it's that double entendre. The, the White Walkers thing, and like, the Whites being crazy, as well as as the well brothers. as Bran and Rickon yeah. emerging. But I think he absolutely is seeing Winterfell being. I thought this one was really cool, really yep. subtle, and just like. Just burning castles yep. and undead rising, for unquiet. And so that was what I thought was the unquiet from their graves. And it just made me right. think of Bran and Rickon when they're coming up and out. But, yeah. So Corrin wakes him, and they switch, and John keeps watch, just listening to the water. And at dawn, Halfhand had made a bunch of torches, and they lit one, and they make their way Yeah, they eat a couple of them the horse dark, strips. Eat some horse strips, and John follows behind with the horses because they're not able to walk, uh, ride them. Now... I think John could have learned there during his watch. Maybe he should have made a couple more torches or done something useful. Like, Corrin's on his shit, man. Yeah. Like, no, we have to make it through this mountain. We have no light. I'm going to need to make some torches. That's what my ship I is I mean, for. maybe John was doing something useful. He was listening to the water, and is that not the old gods maybe talking to him? Yeah, from what sure, we've heard? okay. <laughs> but... They, uh, yeah, they can. Corrin leads the way into the dark, and John believes that they're losing their pursuers, as not even an eagle can see through solid stone. Ain't no way they can follow us through here. But when they emerge into the light hours later, the eagle was waiting for them, perched in a dead tree. It's it just knew. the yeah. symbolism of that. Yeah. I like. And Ghost bolts after it, trying to. But it flies away, in. yeah. Corrin yep. watched the eagle with his lips tensed and declared that this was a good spot to make a stand. As good place as any, and actually better than many, because of the way that it does force a one on one and a conversation. It's your sword sharp, Jon Snow. Yes. So they feed the horse. Corrin says, let's feed the horses. They've served us well. And Jon's vows echo in his head. A hunting horn sounds, and the braying of dogs can be heard. And Corrin tells John, "Keep your wolf in hand." And so John calls Ghost yeah. over to him. And that's when the the wildlings come. Bo- what did I write here? Boiling, boiling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Boiling over the ridge with their hounds. Not half a mile away. Fourteen wildlings. John counts. The boiling over the hill reminds me of Tyrion's first battle. With oh yeah, yeah on the green fort on the, the, near the green fort the, uh, uh, with yeah when the men came boiling mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. over and just yeah, yeah that yeah. similar spilling of men. It's funny that we can get that similar effect. Fourteen wildlings and eight hounds versus Tyrion's battle. Thousands. Well, right, because it's two versus yeah, right. the many. And so yeah, eight hounds, uh, dogs, all armed and armored, but shoddily. Most of it's bits from that's been taken and stealing from fallen rangers. Corrin draws his longsword. Teaching himself to fight with his left hand after losing his right was part of his legend, and it is said he wields a blade better now than ever before. Jamie Lannister! Fuck. Potentially. No, that's some cool foreshadowing, because this is Jon's last chapter. This is the last chapter we see Corrin's last chapter, clearly. Um Next time we see John, it's going to be in the same book that Jamie's point of viewing in. Right. And it's that's cool. I just think that's a cool fucking... This guy lost his hand. He was not... This was not his main hand. And now he's a better swordsman than he ever was before. Yeah. So there is that potential. It's right. not the end of your life. Like, And J- Martin just throws that in our face. Right, right Jamie yeah. crashes and is like, nah, my life's over. Wow. Yeah. The uh, so John stood shoulder to shoulder with him and drew Longclaw. Shing! 
The wildlings halted below the mouth of their cave, and their leader came on alone. Both man and mount, armored in bones, cow and sheep, goats, elks, great mammoths, and some human that rattled as they approached. Rattle shirt, Corin called down, icy polite. To crows I be the lord of bones. That's a great rattle shirt. Thank you. Corin snorts. I see no lord, only a dog. Dressed in chicken bones. There you go. You keep leaving it out. I know. I like Who that rattles part. when he rides. I was leaving it in for you because I you. hate the chicken bones part. But the wildling hisses. Yeah. Soon it'll be your bones I'm rattling. Dude, and, and Beckham, he just like fucking. I mean, that sounds sexual. Like, I'm gonna rattle your bones. I'm gonna rattle you. But yeah, Corrin basically does the rocks, like, come get some. Come get some, and he's like, come take my bones, bitch. That rattle shirt seemed reluctant to do. In the close confines, the wildlings would need to come at them two at a time, abreast, and could easily be matched by John and Corrin. Yeah, and so one of the spear wives, I believe this one is Ragwile, uh, starts hollering at them. You're outnumbered, crows. It's 14 of us to two of you. Fuck off. Eight eight dogs to your one wolf. Fight or run, you are ours. And Rattleshirt commands, show them. And, and so pulls, she reaches uh, into a bloody sack and pulls out Evan's bald head by an ear. That's two down that we're confirmed now. And she says, he died bravely. She says that, which yeah. like, hey. That's co- like, and that's something that I think is funny. That This is, you know, some of our first interactions with the wildlings speaking with, you know, your grant. Yeah, yeah. And they do have this sense of honor. Yeah. He died he, bravely. And he that fought. Mean, yeah, he fought. He, he fought and that them. means that. Probably killed one or two. Oh, absolutely. Like, and Evan... He can go down as a brother of the Night's Watch who died in, in his doing duty his vows and yeah. had earned the respect of those he fought. Remember my last Petunia. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. But he died. Rattleshirt says, "Same like you," and he freed his battle axe. Good steel it was, with a wicked gleam to both blades. Eben s- was never one to neglect his weapons. Yeah, motherfucker. Which I think we did get mention of that he always kept his shit Dude, sharp too. What a beautiful way to say Ooh. he looted the fucking yeah. Pool. Like yeah. it's just so well done and to phrase it like that. The rest all kind of start jumping on board, just talking mad shit. They're gonna skull fuck their dog. Yeah, somewhere aimed at John. One ghost. one young lad, younger than John, threatens to make Ghost into a cloak before sundown. And then another one of the spear wives whips out a, a tit. And she's like, you want to suck on you this, to, boy? Mama's milk. You want to my tittle. And yeah, it gave me a good chuckle. <laughs> and Corrin just says, they would shame us into folly. Remember your orders. And then Rattleshirt uh, bellows out, be like we need to flush the crows. Feather them. Yeah, shoot some arrows at the motherfuckers. And John immediately, no! And he takes two quick steps forward. We yield. And, and Corrin immediately and coldly, he pl- God, he plays his fucking part. He's just fucking straight into it. I knew you would be a traitor. They say bastard's blood is bullshit or something like right. that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I see it is so. Run to your new masters, coward, and face reddening. <clears throat> Excuse me. Face Ooh. reddening, John descended the slope to where Matt Rattleshirt was mounted, and Rattleshirt stared at John through the slits in his bone fucking helmet thing. And says, we have no need of cravens. And Grit's like, nah, yo. Yeah, one of the wildlings ah, shoves off the hood and shows the red hair. And it's Grit. And says, he is no craven. This is the bastard of Winterfell who spared me. Let him live. And it says, John's eyes met Egret's and had no, he had no words. Aww. Hmm. But Rattleshirt's like, nah, 
I don't trust that shit. And above the eagle screamed in fury. Yeah, and then we get confirmation, and Ygritte says, The bird hates you, Jon Snow. It was a man that you killed. Now he's an eagle. Now he's a bird. John's like, I didn't know. And then he just says, you said Mance would take me. And he will. And Rattleshirt's like, well, Mance ain't here. Get him. And And that's when Ragwile again is like, nah, dude, like he yielded. Like, give him a shot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, let him prove himself and his his prowess and his word. And John says, I'll do whatever you ask. The words came hard, but John said them all the same. And Rattleshirt laughed. Then kill the half-hand, bastard. As if he could turn snow and die. And suddenly, Corrin's sword was coming at him. You must not balk whatever is asked of you. John somehow got Longclaw up to defe- deflect and back yeah. and forth so they before, went. Yeah. yeah, so Corrin had no choice here. No. He Like, in the way that he initiated this, he had to go at John prepared to kill him uh-huh. or else John would not have started off a fight. He, he wouldn't have had... I think Corrin also knew he need like... Ghost it, well, was a thing. If right. he, he needs to savagely, aggressively, ghost needs to make it think him. it's aggressive. Yeah, I honestly think that Ghost understands. I the think plot, as well. The yes, whole thing. I think Ghost knows um, what's happening here. And so I think it's more that if John initiated, he's going to start with light glancing blows. Mm-hmm. Corin is showing him like, no, you need to. We need to do this. Do yeah, this we're now. fighting. Like, pr- like, kill me. Yeah, yeah. we're we're. Yeah, this is life or death. Yeah. Back and forth they went, black cloaks swirling around them. The half-hand seemed to rain blows from everywhere, and John's arms were starting to grow numb very quickly. The youth's quickness versus the savage strength of the, the half-hand. Dude, this image, them mm. in the snow, surrounded by the wildlings, like yeah, at it's a mountain. It's a fucking, like, it's just a... Like, I just see the moonlight, like, It's such a good, like, there. fantasy like, moment yeah. of these two brothers of the Night's Watch. Like, it was cool. It was really cool. Like, I love the character half-hand in the show and everything. Mm, I did. But the way that this is, this is just fucking uh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. An unbelievable scene. When, and somehow, he kept it, Corrin kept his feet when Ghost's teeth closed savagely around his calf. But he twisted and presented an opening. And there, John saw that the ranger was leaning away, and he leaned in and thrusted. At first, it seemed John's slash did not touch him. Then a string of red tears appeared across the red man's throat, and blood gushed out of him, and Corrin half-hand fell. Yeah, uh, John pulls ghosts off of his leg and kneels down with an arm around ghosts like right over corn and i think the fact that because i'm i see ghosts immediately letting go mm-hmm. as soon as john did that and just that they're both kind of stunned now at this stunned uh, and yeah because they're in that morning yeah. like the only time that they'll have an opportunity right right, right. it's right after to it's act right like now. it's the battle yeah you know like, and john sort of being like oh shit i did it like, yeah and then Ghost, uh, right? Ghost liked Corn. Right, I think. right, right. Like, I at least agree. respected and everything. So, and the light faded in Corn's eyes as his maimed hands reached slowly up to his throat, sharp, and then his maimed hand fell and he was gone. He knew. John thought he knew what they would ask of me, and it hits him like a ton of bricks. He's like, son of a. That's why he's he was been asking the whole time. He, yeah, it all. And it notes here that while Ghost's teeth were. His muzzle was red from Corrin's blood. Only half an inch of the edge of Longclaw was That's red. That's all it took. Because, yeah, it was so sharp. I it think just... that and just the 
the fact that that's all like John so, almost missed. Can I also point out that we literally just a couple chapters ago saw another attempt of someone slashing at someone who was leaning away, and Tyrion lost a chunk of his nose for it. True, yeah. But this Valerian steel sword fucking just, ended it. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's uh, we get a two similar circumstances of people who are friends right. supposedly on the same side and. One of them leaning away manages to live. The other, the other one, one doesn't, leaning yeah. away needs to die and wants right. to die and dies. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So as John's kneeling there, he immediately thinks of his friends back at uh, well, not at the wall, the fist now. Well, um, some at the wall, but yeah. Yeah, Sam and Pip, Toad, Ed, Dollar's Grand, Ed, and yeah, and his brothers. Um, well, he thinks has he lost them all? Like he lost his brothers, Bran, Rob, Rickon. Right. Who and was he now? What was he now? That's fun. I <laughs> someone commands uh, somebody to get him up. Rough you know? hands pull him up. Yeah, and someone asks what his name is, and Egret answers for him because she's already you know she's enamored. finishing his sentences. Mm-hmm. And Rattleshirt's still just like, nah, let's gut him. He's a warg. I don't trust him. He's Egret's like, nah, he's Jon Snow. He's of Ned Stark's blood, the Lord of Winterfell. And Ragwile, the spearwife, yeah. she laughs. She's like, of course. It figures that it'd be some lord that ends up killing him. Yeah, and a couple others are like, yo, he yielded and slew his brother. Like, he's good. And Rattleshirt's like, nah, his wolf did that. Like, it was poorly done that kill is mine and they're all like yeah because you were fucking uh, rushing right to get it right and john's just like damn yeah well because he's like oh I mean, he's he, a crow a warg and a crow yeah. and grits like since when is that and yeah, that was like, Shut the fuck up. so and they argue but rattleshirt yields grudgingly yeah and, and john's John, like yeah. holy shit like they they really are free folk like they just no i don't give a fuck what you want this is what we're doing they burned corin Right there on the spot. Where he'd fallen. And after, Rattleshirt claimed some charred bones while the others threw dice for his gear. Egret won his cloak. Man. John he, asks, yeah, I mean, do you have something? No, just, just the symbolism that, in yeah, that. The just, woman he's going to love taking the cloak of the man he had to kill. Right, his brother. Yeah. Like, so hmm. John asks Egret if they'll be returning by the Skirling Pass. And she says, no, there's nothing behind us. And the look she gives him is sad. By now, Mance is well down the milk water, marching on your wall. And so that's the reveal that they're done doing yeah. whatever they need to do in the Frostfangs. And Mance already... I, Either found so it what, or... So it, he sent a small a small party after these rangers. Oh, absolutely. And the rest of them just kept marching. Yep, yep. yep. And Mance it, isn't a fool. No, it's a tactical... It's, he, he picked people. He he did what, what Mormont what, did. What Mormont the, did. Like, he's got this little this fucking elite SWAT yeah. squad of Rattleshirt and Grit and, like, all these capable... Ragwile's clearly this big, badass, capable bitch. Right. She's, like, the northern so Brienne. So is... Egret there, John? Is she the sort of... Oh, sure, doughy, yeah. Uh, not doughy-eyed, no, but the, green, the, like, I maybe say compassionate. With her, it's this... She has that sense of adventure that he has, but he's much more toned and lordly about it, where she's wildling. She, she's young, and she wants to get out and well, do that's the, a, the fun That's That's what shit. I'm saying, like... So yes. she's 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 a compassionate person. Like it, it may yeah. be hardened by the wildling yeah. edge, but the wildlings have compassion. They care about their and lot, their family. She just did for him what he did right, for right, her. Right, right, right. Yes, and, and so. it's that exact reverse. Fucking three chapters later, of he had her at her mercy, his mercy. She could they, have absolutely yeah. turned to Rattleshirt and been like, "Kill him now." But, yeah, but she defended him. Yeah, she defended him. Yeah. And, yeah, and so very cool shit. Inductee. Man. 
for Johnny uh, Boy's final, final chapter before he goes in with man, the wildlings. there's so many. There's so many. All right, corn half hand for me. All right. I, is your sword good. sharp, Jon Snow? Is one of my favorite, favorite fucking lines. And just that man is intelligent, and he's a true, he's a true patriot. He's a true patriot. No, he's just, he's the epitome of the brothers of the Night's Watch. Nice. What they were, what they should be. And he represented that here by having this lad that he sees something in, that old bear's seen something in, that yeah, Benjamin yeah. Stark saw something in, that Tyrion Lannister saw something in, that Aemon Targaryen saw something in. Stannis Baratheon's Stannis gonna see Baratheon's gonna see. Mance Raider sees something. Tormund is gonna see something. Yeah, like, like all these people. And Corrin died for that, to get John where he needs to go. Right. And fucking A, he does it in one of the most badass scenes in the books yet. So, Corrin half-hand, cause... We're not going to get any more chances. I wrote down my inductee, and so uh, yeah, it was going to the brother that told the story that Corin happened to hear that showed Whoever him that this was, mountain pass. Yeah. Whatever brother that was that that was hunting the shadow cat. You know why was he hunting that shadow cat, man? I don't know, but it's pretty cool. And he found this secret little fucking thing. He's like Zelda, the Link out there, fucking. <laughs> Yeah, he bombed yeah. the fucking wall yeah, and found the hidden yep, passage yep. behind the waterfall. Fuck yeah. And so he's just telling some stories back at camp. So the, as of this. now, as of canon, unnamed brother of the Night's Watch who found the waterfall retreat in the Skirling Pass. Yeah. Word. I like it. I like yeah. that one a lot, so, actually. And of course, we get an inductee from our favorite yes. French fry, Julian, who says, Hello, boys. Great chapter. My thoughts to the dead partners of Half Hand and Snow. Hopefully, Stone Snake made it, but I'm yeah. not confident. I meant to look it up, but I'm a lazy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying the read through by not looking ahead and just focusing on what we know. And so and I can't remember. Stone Snake was not a person I was focused on Back caring about. Yeah, yeah. So and it's so it's cool. cool. Uh, Julian, as for that, we can't spoil that for you because we forget. <laughs> as for his inductee. I have many ideas, as always. I genuinely hope that one of you is going to choose Corrin. Zach got you, bro. Obvious hero of the watch. So I'm not going to pick him. Damn, I hope I'm not going to regret it. Nope. You don't have to. No I regrets. am going to go in a totally different direction. Follow me. My inductee is the costume designers who made the TV show costume for The Lord of Bones. Remember how epic that thing looked? I saw it twice at the moving Game of Thrones exhibit, once in Paris and once in Northern Ireland, and so it's awesome. Kudos to them. Uh... Julian, you're also just getting an honorary inductee for going to the moving Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones exhibit twice. In two different countries. In two different countries. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking sick. dope. Kudos to you as well. Have a good night, fellas. Valar <laughs> Bonarius. We Boner Arias. Yeah. I love uh, it. Awesome inductee, yeah, actually. The, the costume designers for that. It was a sick costume. Um can't yeah. disagree with that. This chapter, man. And so, yeah, great chapter. Thank you, Julian. We love when you write in. We appreciate it so much, and we look forward to every email you send us. Our next chapter is the last chapter of A Clash of Kings. The next chapter is the last chapter of Clash of Kings. I have read this chapter. Yeah, I have not taken already. my notes for it yet. I like to read it and get a feel for it, and then I can go back through and note it. So you need to send in your inductees if you have not already. Because it is just a, it's a hell of a fucking It's chapter. the last chapter of Clash, Brand 7. Brandon yeah. 7. So, the emergence from the crypts, the death of Lewin, and the, the, leaving, of of, the leaving of Winterfell. There's and, a, and lot a lot of shit. Yeah, but It's cool. It's a the great final, chapter. The final touch-in will get with Winterfell for a while. And yeah. Whew. So, join us for that. And then after Brand 7, we're going to have our Clash of Kings wrap-up episode to induct 
one inductee for, for the, the whole, whole goddamn book, which is going to be way harder than a Game of Thrones fucking was. Yeah, and then we'll be discussing our schedule because we'll be taking a slight hiatus. Very, very slight. But it's probably going to be less even than we took between Game of Thrones and Clash. Because who doesn't want to read fucking Storm dude, of Swords? Dude, fucking Storm of Swords. And we've got so many inductees already sent in. It's going to be great. So we're looking forward to it. Get Grand us seven inductees and then inductees for the whole of Clash of Kings. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Valor de Harris. Peace.